0: In today's show, we're looking back over all of Tuesday's action. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked on Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. We're going to talk about the games from Tuesday today. So let's talk about the games from Tuesday. First game up. We had the Atlanta Hawks. They took on the Orlando Magic in Atlanta and they get the win comfortably. 1-12-96 one 96 for the Magic. Wendell Carter Jr. only the 26 minutes, which is a little bit frustrating to only play that much, but he was still really good. 7-10-9 with three steals. He is showing yeah, a lot of people, Josh, why do you think Wendell Carter is going to be good? And I hope that people now understand why I thought that, that we're seeing what he can do. I still think there's a lot more that he can bring, but he's been really good here. While Cole Anthony was also impressive. 31 minutes, 17-5-8 and 8 with two steals. Yes, Michael Carter-Williams and Terrence Ross and James Ennis and Otto Porter are all out. But I'd be pretty surprised, as much as Steve Clifford can be annoying, I'd be pretty surprised if MCW came back and started over Anthony. I think he's a must-roster player, Cole. Chumura Kiki, I'm not so sure about. After the trade deadline, he came out with high usage and ridiculously high efficiency, which probably wasn't going to stick. It hasn't stuck. He's 166th-ranked player over the last two weeks. Six points, five rebounds, and three steals on 30% shooting. If you need to make a drop of a Kiki, I don't think it's the end of the world. Bumber only played 19 minutes. He, look, he was really bad. Team worst, minus 22 points in his 19 minutes. Uh, eight rebounds and a block. 20% shooting. He still can be a 12-team league guy, but I wouldn't be you know, holding on as a guaranteed must roster. The shot, Dwayne Bacon came back to earth. 10 points in 30 minutes, while Gaz Harris had the 14. No! But actually nothing else. 1-3, 0 rebounds, 0 assists, 0 steals, 0 blocks from Gaz. He's just more of a deeper league guy. Robbie Franks also had the 15 minutes with a triple one and 7 points. And Chasen Randall chipped in with 10. But yes, four 4 rotation players out for the Magic at the moment. Outside of Fultz and Isaac, who we know aren't coming back. For the Hawks, Trey Young had 25, 5, and 7, and Clint Capella only the 27 minutes in this one. Uh, They didn't need to extend him too far, but this was a little bit of my worry with Capella that they would drop him back a bit with Collins playing. 14 and 19 is still elite, as are two blocks, while Collins had 11 and 15 in 25 minutes, and we finally got a a good Lou Williams game. 22 points in 24 minutes for Lou. Do not buy into it. Do not add him in 12-team leagues. Do not get excited about it. Deeper league and streaming type option only. Vanderpant still played 31 minutes, had 15 points, three threes, and three assists, while Bogdan is hot streaking, streaking, hot streak shooting was going to fall off. It did. 14 points on 38% with two threes uh, and two assists. Still obviously must roster, but those top 20, top 30 type numbers really weren't going to continue, and they didn't. Solomon Hill went to the bench um, with Collins back, of course. 29 minutes for zero points. That is a true Solomon Hill special. Let's go on to the next game. We've got the Knicks beating the Hornets 109-97. They started Vernon Carey again. He played three minutes and never played again. What The point of that is, I've got no idea. He wasn't good at all during that time, uh, and he won't continue to start. And it was good to see James Brago say, well, you know, PJ Washington's best minutes have come at center. Like, no shit. I would have started PJ Washington at center to begin this season. He um, was great. And this is why I had him as a must-roster guy. He will go through some slumps for sure. But 26 with six threes, three rebounds, and a steal is pretty strong. Rogier had 21, seven, and eight, while Miles Bridges continued his big minutes, 15 and 14 with three threes, a steal and a block. Good numbers, but poor shooting. And Jalen McDaniels played 36, had 11 and four with a triple one, remains a must-roster player. Not a great night from Devontae Graham. 30% shooting for nine points, but three threes and seven assists is solid. While the Martins played 24 and 23 minutes, 24 to Cody, 23 to Caleb. They didn't do a huge amount there. They are just deeper league streaming types. While Cody Zeller got those backup minutes and played 12. Yeah, Vernon Carey, uh, yeah, that's uh, it's not happening for him. Um, yeah, love his permanent value. But if he's shit on the court, the permanent stats don't mean anything. For the Knicks, no Alec Burke. So Reggie Bullock played 38 minutes, had 16 points with five threes, an elite three-point streamer with some scoring upside. And Rowan Barrett had been struggling a little bit, came out on fire in the third quarter. I think he hit three of three threes there, ended with 24 and six. But again, he just is always something that holds him back. Like one rebound, zero assist, and zero steals. The one block is nice. The perfect from the line is good, but it's only two attempts. He is top 100 over the last two weeks. And this is good because his last couple of games were really poor. But there's always just something that always feels like he's uh, always going to hold him back. Noel had two blocks of steel and 11 boards. must-roster guy, while the double royal, Julius Randall, He is keeping the steel numbers up. Two steals, but he's also continuing to be horrendous at his shooting. 31% from the field. 16, 10, and 7 is okay numbers. Definitely not at his best, though. Quickly played 20 minutes for 17 points with four threes, while Alfred Payton played 18 minutes. Tom Thibodeau, let me give you some word of advice. It is okay not to play Alfred Payton. Yeah, I know you're edging there. I know you're getting close. Maybe you are edging. I don't know. Giggity. I know you're getting close to it, and you just can't pull the trigger. Oh, I'll just, I just, I'll do it. I'll, I'll just, I'll start him. I'll stop. I will only play 80 minutes, and it's just a, it's a process. Tom, kids, cover your ears. Just fucking get him out of there. What are you, why are we bothering with this bullshit? To be fair, Peyton was a plus 17 today. But there's just no need for this bullshit. Also, uh, Obi Toppin. I don't want to hear any more about Obi-Wan. <laughs> Maybe he sucks. Maybe he can get better, but you know he's probably one or two years away from retirement given his age. He's shit. He's really shit at this point. Uh, not precluding improvement, but not expecting it either. 17 points for Derrick Rose in 25 minutes with five assists. Good numbers from Rosie. A bit limited in some areas there. But with Burks out, it is helping boost his overall value. No doubt about that. And there's also no doubt about who the Mikulov Ultra Player of the Week is. It is Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. Jokic, over the last week, is averaging 31 points with 14 boards, 9 assists, a steal, a block, shooting 63 from the field, and 85% from the line. He's enjoying it. Nuggets fans are enjoying it. The Nuggets are 3-0 since Jamal Murray went down. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And with Michelob Ultra, 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, why wouldn't you enjoy it? Enjoyment isn't the end game. It is the whole game. Joy creates success, and we are seeing the we always see the joy that Nicole Jokic plays with, and he is bringing that to his teammates and help buoying them with that loss of one of their stars in Murray. Are you happy because you win, like the Nuggets, at the moment? Or do you win because you're happy, like the Nuggets, at the moment? Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is Nikola Jokic. Let's go. Next game. We've got the Brooklyn Nets and the New Orleans Pelicans. Of course, the news came out today that James Harden uh, has hurt his hamstring again. It's back to square one and may not play until the playoffs. I have stated this a million times. That's not true. A couple of times. I think he's a drop. He won't be back for the next three weeks. You cannot hold on. Unless you have IR we can just sit him there, but he is a drop otherwise. Landry Shamet started, had 18 points with eight assists. Great. He does have some short-term value. The Shark, Bruce Brown, played 26 minutes, had 11-11 with four steals. Now, lineups will be rotated a lot. We know what uh, Stephen Nash does, but both of those guys can be 12-team options. No Nick Claxton. So DeAndre Jordan started, had eight and six, but it was Blake Griffin who stepped up. 16, eight and three. Now that version of Blake Griffin is a 12-team league player. He probably won't play on Wednesday, but he can at least have some stream value at the moment. Kyrie was great, 32 with eight assists. I'd expect Kyrie's assist numbers to go up or continue to stay up with James Harden out. Well, Joe Harris had 24 points and Luawu Cabrera played 22 minutes. Jeff Green was also solid enough at least to be a streamer, 15, nine and six. I look at him more as a 14 to 16 team league guy rather than a must roster 12 team. But Shamit and Brown are the two guys who are getting most of my attention there. For the Pelicans, Talked about Tom Thibodeau making that decision on Alfred Payton. It's time for Stan Van Gundy. Well, sorry, it's well past time for Stan Van Gundy to make that decision on Eric Bledsoe. And he did today. He benched him in the third quarter, and then he never returned. 17 minutes for Bledsoe, six points, two threes. Jack Armstrong. Get that garbage out of here! It wasn't Kyra Lewis getting the minutes. It was Najee Marshall, who played 35 and had 15, six, and seven. Unfortunately, he shot 17% from the line. But if they go, and I don't trust Van Gundy, to do this continually but Marshall has some nice 14 team league value for the time being especially if they play him 30 night which again I don't fully trust Lonzo wasn't great, 15-4-3, and three, but he's all right, but wasn't great. While Zion had 33-7-4 and four on 74% with 83 from the line, and Ingram had 27-4-5. and five. Some pretty good numbers there. Steve Adams continues his struggles, while uh, not a lot else. Kyra Lewis actually was pretty good, I thought. 11 points in 19 minutes with four assists and a, a plus four. It, Bledsoe, it just, there's no need. There's no need to continue to play Eric Bledsoe from the Pelicans' point of view, yet Stanislav continues to do it, and it continues to shit the hell out of me. We drop him and we feel pretty comfortable about doing it. All right. next game was a bit of a blowout in the end. It was definitely a shootout. The Timberwolves beat the Kings 134-120. Kyle Anthony Towns is really good, guys. 26-18-5, and five, four blocks and four threes. One of those guys that people were panicking about. Um, yeah, you know, oh, shut down, man. He's not going to play. I I think he's going to play all the way to the end, to be honest. And this is a big game. 26-18, five assists, four blocks, four threes. He's been really unlocked under Chris Finch while Goose... Anthony Edwards. 28 points, five threes, 52% shooting, and another multi-steal game. His ability to get steals is not something I necessarily anticipated from Edwards. He is really rolling along at the moment. Um, And D'Angelo Russell. Only 25 minutes. Now, they said maybe he'd play 30. He only played 25. He had 24 points in the first half, and unfortunately, just four points in the second half. But 28 points overall, 6-3, six, six, 6 assists, 77% shooting. It's good to see him getting back, but still, the, the 24 minutes isn't ideal. Obviously, we're still rostering him. Rick Rubio played 30 minutes, 6 points, 11 assists, and a steal. The worry I have with Rubio is that whenever it's a blowout in the opposite direction, that he just gets sat straight away, and they just really preserve him. Um, his assists are super valuable, and that can keep him as a 12-team guy. Jaden McDaniels was all right. 13-6 in 30 minutes with a block. Don't know that he's a must roster, but he can still be a rosterable guy in certain situations. While Nas Reid had 10 points in only 14 minutes and Kogi had 10 points in 24 minutes. I tweeted this out today uh, to Wolves fans. Is there any hope at all for Jarrett Culver? He's out of the rotation. The sixth pick, he's looked shit nearly every game that he's played. He has had some problems, for sure, injury-wise, but he just, he just hasn't looked good and I, I am not convinced that he even gets... Honestly, his fourth year rookie option picked up because it's a sizable amount as a as a six number sorry, overall number six pick. I am worried about him. I don't think he's very good at all. For the Kings, speaking of not very good at all, Harrison, the, Oh no, screwed it. The pencil, Harrison Barnes, Barnesy. 20 points, 8 rebounds, and 5 assists while flaming Mo Harkless. 20 points, three threes, seven rebounds, two steals. Now, he was actually abused when he was on the court. Minus 16 is, is bad. They played him at center. But that offensive explosion is interesting. He's getting some nice defensive stats. I'd view him more as a defensive stats streamer rather than a block that's going to score 20. But it's interesting. Buddy Hill was dreadful. 11 points on 27% shooting in 30 minutes. While Tyrese Halliburton was also dreadful. Now, the nine assists are really good from Halliburton. The 20% shooting is terrible. I think people got... There were people who literally said, I'd take Halliburton at one in the draft, which was an absolute nonsense at the time. He has cooled off considerably. Now, I don't think he's been coached particularly well. He's also not playing particularly well. Is he a drop? I would have to... In 10-team leagues, I would be saying yes. In points team points leagues, I would say yes. In 12-teamers, you got to make decisions. Like If you need production now, like give me something now. And you need to maximize games, then, and he's your worst player, then you've got to do it. But I'd be probably a bit more hesitant there. Fox also wasn't at his best, 14-4-6 four on 29-67 and 67 from the field and from the line, respectively. While your mate, Hassan Whiteside. The Let me tell you what it's been. It's been a good couple of days for my takes that Andre Drummond and Hassan Whiteside are actually shit. Because they're actually shit. Now, Whiteside played 24 minutes. He had 12 and 7. He wasn't good when he was on the court. He didn't block any shots. But as long as Rashawn Holmes is out, 12 and 7 on a 67% shooting is not a bad line. You'd hope for some blocks. You'd hope to get that from him. And the fact that they just will not play him because he's very bad is encouraging for the common sense of the league. Um, I probably would still hold him as much as I think he's terrible that he can still produce, even though we haven't seen much of it. Chimizu Metu, I thought was good, 16-4. At least a deeper league name to watch in the short term. Well, let's talk DeLon Wright, who was really good here. 27 minutes, 14 points, 4 threes, 5 assists, 2 steals, and 1 block. These are the sort of games we saw from DeLon when he was playing in Detroit. And then everything went, you know, tits up, playing in Sacramento. His minutes dropped down. That's two strong games in a row for DeLon. Do I believe that DeLon will continue to get minutes over Halliburton and cut into Buddy Heald's playing time? Probably not. But there is going to be these games where he plays well and Luke Walton rides the hot hand to 14-point defeats. That's going to happen. I think we look at DeLon as an assists and steals stream option if you desperately need those categories and it fits into where you've got the open holes on your your roster. Giggity! Maybe. I wouldn't be rushing to add him as a 12-teamer. But uh, yeah, the Kings are trash, and uh, yeah, they need to they need to be better than that. Pretty clearly, I tell you what, can't get any better. That's Biltbar, the best tasting protein bar ever. And I have been told by some good sources that there is a new flavor coming out. And now I wish I had that flavor in front of me, but I'm just going to get it up. There it is, coconut brownie chunk is available at Biltbar. You know Bilt Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar you can find. It doesn't taste like cement, like a regular protein bar. These are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber bars. It feels like you're eating a treat covered in 100% chocolate, but it's actually good for you. And if you go to builtbar.com right now, not only can you find that delicious coconut brownie chunk flavor, but you can also get 15% off by using the promo code LOCKED15, 15 So go to builtbar.com and use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football's over. The NBA is still going. The NHL is still going. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using our promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. All right, so let's go on to the last game of the night. The Portland Trail Blazers uh, against the Clippers. 113 LA, 112 to the Blazers. The Blazers had this, and then the Clippers came back late. No Kawhi Leonard. Of course, he's out for the next week for precautionary reasons with his foot. Terrence Mann is the guy that started, but you don't add Terrence Mann. He had seven points in 24 minutes. It's only a deeper league scenario. Luke Kennard gets minutes. He had seven in 18 minutes. Um, not a guy to add either. Paulie George just rolling, thirty-three and eleven with two triples in thirty-seven minutes. While Marcus Morris had sixteen points in thirty-two minutes with six rebounds. Now Morris should be a twelve-team league guy. Um, obviously, adding him for Wednesday if he's not already added is probably not an idea. Same with Reggie Jackson because you're probably not going to play them. But they both should have been on a roster already. Nine, five, and six for Reg. Well, Batum had 11 points and Zubat's 10 and 6 with two blocks. Yeah, good numbers. I don't expect Ibaka back, uh, Ibaka back tomorrow. Beverly won't play. And Kawhi obviously will be out. Rondo was pretty good in this game too. Now, I don't expect Rondo to play tomorrow. He is sitting out back-to-backs. He had 9, 6, and 7. Was really energetic. Was a key part. And he can be an assist streamer on the right days. Um, For the Blazers... McCullum, 28 points in 36 minutes with five assists and two steals, took a lot of shots. Yeah, just really not a great game from the Blazers in general to lose in that fashion. But yeah, good to be there in, in the end, I guess. Powell had 23 points with not a lot else, but shot the ball well, which is great. Well, Anthony Simons, I thought Simons was good. He only got the 19 minutes, had 13 points with three threes. But Damian Lillard does plan to return on Wednesday, so Simons' values in the toilet. Ennis Kanter had 9 and 9 in 27 minutes. He'll go back to the bench for Wednesday with Nurkic returning while Mallow had 18 points. He took 18 shots, 28%, and with Lillard returning, Carmelo Anthony's relevance is going to drop off. Interestingly, Bob Covington was shit house again. Five points in 22 minutes. Derek Jones started, had four points in 21 minutes. Now, some of the reason those guys struggled is because Ronde Hollis-Jefferson and Nasir Little were really, really good. And they, they deserve those extra minutes. Seven and 10 for Nasir and five and six for Hollis-Jefferson in 24 minutes with two blocks. Covington is on the way down at the moment. We know that he does go up and down and he's all over the shop in terms of... Yeah, where his value goes. And we talked about him multiple times on the sell high video saying he won't continue to be a 44% three-point shooter. We've seen that play out at the moment. He has fallen off. Is he a drop? In a points league, I would consider it. In a 12-team category league, I probably wouldn't. But it is obviously, uh, troublingly so, uh, trending in the wrong direction. But the Blazers are going to get Lillard and Nurkic back for tomorrow. And let's, uh, let's see how that all goes for them. Let's have a look now at the top ads over the last 24 hours. Landry Shamet up 30% and Bruce Brown up 14%. I think they're fine to add. I wouldn't say they're going to remain must roster, especially when Kevin Durant returns. But for now, sure. Mo Bumba up 13%. Uh, two more quality games for the week for Bumba. So all right, but he was pretty bad today. And then LaMelo up 13%. It is going to be risky to see what happens with Ball. Obviously, he could be back on Monday, might be back in two weeks. We, we just don't know at this stage, and you got You can add him and then make a decision later on, especially if you've got the buy. And Derek Rose up 12%. I'm going to guess that was just for today and not as a must roster scenario. For drops, the C part of Moses Brown down 11%, drop him. Terrence Ross down nine, Thomas Sadoransky down nine, Bobby Portis down nine, and Monty Morris down nine. All of those guys are 12-team league drops. The top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. DeLon Wright, we talked about him already, really good numbers, but do I trust that he continues to play over Halliburton? Probably not. Mo Harkless can be a 12-team guy for steals and blocks. Then a trio of nets, actually a quartet of nets. Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, Landry Shamet, and Blake Griffin. Now, I don't expect Griffin to play tomorrow. So Brown and Shamet can be options. Green, I'm not certain about. I don't think he's a great option there. And Griffin can be a streamable guy on the days uh, if Claxton remains out. Taj Gibson, he is having 12-team league value on a regular basis. Anthony Simons was good, but Lillard's going to return, and that's going to put a pin in that. Well, quickly also played pretty well, but he's only a deeper league guy, and Lou Williams had his best night of the season uh, without scoring outbursts for the Hawks. But again, I just do not trust him to do that on a consistent basis. Let's move over now to talk about an absolutely whopper day in the NBA. It's a monster on Wednesday, 12 games. Let's look at them. Warriors, Wizards. Warriors, two-point favorites, total 239.5. No Toscano-Anderson, no Pascal, no Wiseman. So Looney, big minutes there. Uh, Oubre probably still coming off the bench as well. Uh, It was Lee last time and not Bazemore who got the bulk of those minutes, so keep an eye on that. While for the Wizards, who knows what the hell Scott Brooks is going to do with the centers, but Rui Hachimura is out. Do they continue the insanity of starting Hull Neto? Probably, Uh, but Bertan should get a little bit of a boost there as well. The Bulls and the Cavs. Troy Brown Jr. is doubtful. Zach Levine is out. I imagine Kobe White starts, as does Daniel Tice with Thad Young, Larry Markiton, and uh, Thomas Sadaransky coming off the bench. While for the Cavs, Larry Nance is off the injury report, so he should be returning to action. Whether Dean Wade or Isaiah Hartenstein takes the last spot in that rotation is up in the air. The Thunder and the Pacers. Lou Dort is questionable. We for Indiana, we've got uh, Miles Turner out, Demonta Sabonis out, and then McDermott and Lamb and Badadze himself are questionable. Now, Gogo will be an excellent option if he does happen to start. And if he doesn't, holy shit, what are they going to do? Uh, it's going to have to be Jakar Sampson, who could be an option for us there if he does happen to get that start. Suns and Sixers. Uh, Abdul Nadir out for Phoenix, while Ben Simmons and Toby Harris, the thick. Hogsman. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, T-H for life. Uh, they're both questionable in this one. Of course, without those two, then you get Thibel and Corkmaz and maybe Mike Scott getting more minutes, Though we don't want to rely on Scott at all. The Brooklyn Nets and the Toronto Raptors are back-to-back for Brooklyn. No Harden, probably no Durant. No Griffin in this one. Probably no Claxton as well. So Kyrie, Shamit, Brown, Jordan. Um, Alizade Johnson perhaps needs to step up as well. For Toronto... Ananobi, Siakam, Lowry, Van Vliet are all off the injury report. So this could mean, almost definitely means bad things for Malachi Flynn's minutes. It means bad things for Chris Boucher and Ken Birch's minutes. I don't know who starts at center, whether it's Siakam, Boucher, or Birch, but we'll find out tomorrow. And it's going to squeeze the value of a lot of those blokes. The Jazz and the Rockets. The Rockets are without all their guards. House and Brown and Exum and Eric Gordon They're all, and Nwaba, they're all still sidelined. The Jazz are 11-point favorites. The totals two twenty-seven and a half. 227 and a half. Don Mitchell remains out for Utah. Atlanta and the Knicks are back-to-back for these teams. I don't expect to see Chris Dunn or Reddish or... Uh, Tony Snell or anything back for Atlanta here. While well, the Knicks won't have Mitchie Robinson, they may not have Alec Burks either. The Knicks are one and a half point favorites and the totals 217. Also a chance the Hawks sit John Collins on the back-to-back. The Pistons and the Mavericks. Detroit, Killian Hayes is out. Dennis Smith is doubtful, but everyone else is back. Mason Plumley, Jeremy Grant, Wayne Allington, Corey Joseph. I think Joseph can start at point guard. I think Isaiah Stewart still plays more than Mason Plumley. Um, but yeah, there is those other guys here cramping the value of guys like Sadiq Bey and Tyler Cook, who started the last game. Um, For the Mavericks, all steam ahead. Nothing to worry about there. Miami has got Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, and Dwayne Dedman, all as questionable. So there could be opportunities for Dragic and None, a big opportunity for Achua, perhaps, and Duncan Robinson getting a boost there also. For the Spurs, they're okay. No injuries to consider there. Uh, Memphis and the Clippers, Jaron Jackson, the Spectre. He's been upgraded to questionable. Valentunis is out, but Jackson might be back. Dylan Brooks also questionable. So that might put a bit of a pin in our hopes for D'Anthony Melton. And Jackson's return also might limit the upside of the cashier Xavier Tillman. For the Clippers, Kawhi is out. Don't be surprised if Paul George sits this one. Beverly will be out. Ibaka will be out. And Rondo probably won't play also. Minnesota and Sacramento, the Kings are five-point favorites. The total is 239. I do not expect uh, Rishawn Holmes to be ready to go in this one. While the Nuggets and the Blazers, no Monty Morris for Denver, so Farku gets another chance to start. While for Portland, Yusuf Nurkic will return, but we don't know about Damian Lillard. I would expect Lillard not to play in this game. In terms of value across the slate, um, I like Tillman. I like Looney. I like uh, big Alf Stewart. Isaiah Stewart, for those of you who don't know his newly minted nickname. And it's Alf with an A, not Elf with an E. Alf, A-L-F. Like that, uh, like Gordon Shumway from Melmac. Alf, Alf Stewart. PJ Dozier, I like Hassan Whiteside, Rudy Gobert, um, Goga Badadze if he plays, Nurkic, Poczyzewski perhaps. I like Derek White, I like Kyrie Irving, I like Adebayo if he plays. Uh, Geordie Clarkson, Russ Westbrook-Jar Morant, De'Aaron Fox, Harrison Barnes, and Davis Bertans. That will do it for us today. Don't forget, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. And on YouTube, hit subscribe, hit the thumbs up, ring my bell, thumb me, leave a comment. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.